Hey there, I'm Donnie Spano and I welcome you to this broadcast. And together for this week, let's go ahead and pray over this time. These, uh, these broadcasts are a place where your faith can be supplemented. It can grow, it can be nourished up, and it can help you do all you're called to do. Uh, plug into your local church, be a strength to the places that God has put you. Together, let's go ahead and pray and believe together that God will help us, that uh, we will hear what He would have us uh, to hear in the way uh, that is right and good. You have, to, you have to exercise faith. You have to really focus inside at times to put away other distractions, to shut other things out and shut other things up so that you can be clear to hear. So together, let's go ahead and do that because I don't want to say anything apart from Him. I don't want to add anything and I don't want to take from it. And uh, unless our heart is right and we're willing to hear, there are some things that will go right by us. The answer was right there, but we weren't in position to get it. So let's not let that be us in this time and in this week. Father, we come together to you and we're asking for this, your help. We're asking, Father, that by your power, by your great grace, we would speak what needs to be said here, that we would together hear what you need us to hear, Father. And we make ourselves willing and obedient to do your right and good way. And as we uh, go in that direction, we thank you, Father, for making the way good, for blessing us, Father, for causing us, as your word says, if we'd be willing and obedient, we would eat the good of the land. And so thank you, Father, for causing us to have the best, to be in position to reach this world with the good news of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you for opening our eyes to see, for enlightening the eyes of, the un of our understanding, we ask. And we believe we receive it. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise you, Lord. Now, we're looking in this broadcast at what we're calling, uh, by, I believe, the direction of the Lord, simple. And what I really want to build faith in for this season in this broadcast is that it is one of the most simple things in this earth to be led by the Spirit of God. And I know something that I have adopted, um, our church, our local church here, something that was said in these recent days was that as churches, we have another church in another state and we're connected as sister churches, that as churches we are some of the most spiritually aware and some of the most spirit-led individuals in all the earth. Now. You don't want to start saying that as soon as, or you don't want to wait to start saying that until you have all of these reasons why. Because you remember you were led here and you were led there and you were led to do this. It's no different than you don't want to start um, accepting Jesus as your Savior when you get your life cleaned up. You don't, you know, if, if there's someone that's been a drug addict year after year after year, this thing has just gone on. Would you tell them in confidence, okay, wait till you get that drug addiction taken care of, okay? You curb that, and then, then we'll talk about receiving Jesus as Lord. Then we'll talk about getting faith in your heart that He took all of your wrong, all of the sin of the earth, and made you right in Him, and confess that with your mouth and make Him Lord of your life. Get the drug addiction taken care of first. 
Would you and I in good confidence tell them that? Of course not. So why in the world would we think that we want to wait until we have all these results and we, we remember we were led of God here and there and there and there? Those can be a help to us, but we don't want to start saying things like, Thank you, Father, we are some of the most spiritually aware and spirit-led individuals in all the earth. Because of your goodness, because you are helping us, we can start that right now. So let's look together. Let's go. We're going to talk. Let's go to Romans, the 16th chapter. God has a good plan to get us to do some good things in this earth. And um, there is an enemy who has a bad plan, who wants to hinder that plan. His first plan is that you and I never receive Jesus as Lord of our lives because he is actually going to spend eternity in damnation. He is going to spend an eternity in a place that his very thirst cannot be quenched. He's going to receive the, the right reward for his works done. And he wants to take as many with him as he can. So when you and I receive Jesus and you and I uh, determine we're going to live after God and we're going to love him and want his things and want his ways, then he immediately, his perfect plan for our lives is lost. Because that is his perfect plan, is that we are lost with him. That's the wrong plan of the enemy for and purpose for every life. So his next best thing is that he gets us out of this earth as soon as he can. Because as soon as you and I receive Jesus, we are a danger. Jesus on the earth in his time was one of the most dangerous individuals there ever was. And you and I are to be just like him. Now, I'm not talking about violent. A danger. What kind of danger? People get around Jesus and that sickness and disease is in danger of being gone. That poverty in their life was in danger of being completely decimated. Their being lost, not knowing what's right and good in life today, is in danger of being completely destroyed. This is, when people come around us, they're in danger of being healed. They're in danger of being set free. They are in danger of being saved. They're in danger of coming into close contact of the presence and goodness of God. This is who we are. And that's not complicated. That's very simple. It's very simple to know that you and I have been bought with a precious price and we are now God's. And He's in us. And then we've received the Holy Spirit. He's on us. He will never leave us. That's not complicated. And you don't have to understand all the facets of it for it to work in your life. And so here in Romans 16, I gave you the opportunity to get there. Verses 17 through 20. Romans 16, 17 through 20. It's going to touch on, we need to be simple concerning what's evil. There is a, a wrong purpose and plan the enemy has. And you and I can know we cannot be we can be in a position where we're we're not ignorant of what he would do of his devices and we can miss his plan and purpose for our life 
time and time and time again, all the way through our lives, we can completely step over His decimation and keep destroying all of His works. And people all round about us, we can, we can look back, I think about the 23rd Psalm, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. What does that look like? You look back and everywhere you went, they got healed and they got delivered. They got set free. They got brought out of poverty. They got put in position where they know God loves them. They know they got a plan for God. They started a business that puts God first and, and causes the kingdom and the preaching and teaching of the gospel to go across the world and yet still does great services in their locality. Thank you, Jesus. And everywhere you and I go, we can simply look back and see how God led us simply to reach the world and miss the enemy's plan time and time again. So here in Romans 16, again, verses 17, it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. God is, um, God is strongly against division, against striving, against uh, fighting, warring. You can see this is a tactic and plan of the enemy. He wants to come in and separate people. This is uh, something I've endeavored to do. I'm thankful when, you know, my wife and I, we've been able to be part of teams, part of, you know, teams in service for the Lord. And, and there are certain things that you can partake of and fellowship with that's, you know, um, characteristic to your team. But I endeavor to not get into a group. And keep my, even in this, you know, I preach the word of faith. I make it very clear I'm not just in the word of faith group. I'm part of the body of Christ. I'm part, I'm a member individually of this great big body of Christ. And I, whatever you think about this denomination or that denomination, if they believe on Jesus, they're part of my group. They're part of mine. I will be with them for eternity. And if you believe on Jesus, so will you. There's not going to be, you know, sub, at least not that I've seen, not that Scripture has shown me, that there's going to be some subcategory areas or divisions in heaven where if you're Catholic, you're going to be over there in that county. And if you are of this denomination, you're going to be in, in that county. We don't want to mix you all up. we got to keep you in your groups. No, this is divisive. We want to watch this because it can be so subtle that you steer towards those that you're comfortable with and cut off other groups. And that's not God's plan. And so he said, you know, mark them if you see this, that they're causing this, that there is an intention to do this. Stay away from them, for they that are such, they don't serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but they serve their own belly. They serve their own way, their own desire. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. So it says, this makes note that we want to make sure we're not simple in this way. Because these simple people are being deceived. But then it continues, and in the 19th verse says, For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I'm glad therefore on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise to that which is good and what? And simple concerning evil. So when it comes to that wrong plan and purpose, God wants us to be very what? Simple. Very simple. Is this going to come between God and me? 
is this going to make it where is there any potential that it will make it hard for me to fulfill God's plan with that thing? Then I don't do it. That's very simple. I say no to that thing. I don't allow that thing. That's simple. And we're told to be simple concerning the wrong plan the wrong way. Now go with me to Romans, the 8th chapter. We're already in Romans. Go to 8, and this is a, a well-known verse that I want to touch on. Verse 14, Romans 8, 14. Thank you, Father. Now we've talked in recent uh, weeks about complications, how Satan... He is known to be the God of this world. And if you've realized this world has over the years grown more and more complicated, things that would have been a shaking of a hand to confirm a deal. And I could go by what you say by your mouth. You gave me your word and your word is your bond. It's now become 50 plus pages and all of these uh, different descriptions and Make sure you read the fine print. What is this? This is complications. And this is what the enemy likes to do. And there's things that God has given to us that are so simple. It's supposed to be very plain, very ordered, very clear. And the enemy is going to come and try and distort that. Make it like that's not all. You need, this, you need to know this too. You need to, don't forget about this. Look at this option. Come over here. Where between you and God, there's only one choice. There's only one way. And here in verse 14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's not a complicated statement. If you know that you, if we know that we are children of God, that God has made us part of his own family, you know we didn't have to do anything to deserve that? This is an adopted family. I'm glad it is. I wouldn't have made it otherwise. I am an adopted child of God, and so are you. And in this adopted family, we have this right that as children of God, we are to be led by the Spirit of God. That is very simple, right? The enemy will come right along and go, but you remember how you messed up there? And, you know, he'll complicate it and tell you this, but you're not a preacher. But you don't even go to church. You know, you haven't been to church in how long? Right? That is not changing this at all. If you and I have received God, received Jesus as Lord of our lives, we are His children, we have the very ability to be led by the Spirit of God. And in full confidence we can say, Thank you, Father. I am your child, so I'm led of your Spirit. And I am growing by your goodness to be one of the most spiritually aware and one of the most spirit-led individuals in all of this earth. Now, I, I want to share these things with you because I have seen it. I know that my wife and I and what we do, it is what it is because God has been able to lead us.
there have been things that it seemed it seemed like a risk to go that way and to do that thing but i just knew inside me that's him that's what we're supposed to do and we did it and then you you continue further and you see the reward how god caused that to become this and it was fruitful and then it, it, it allowed us to do much more for others. It allowed us to be in a position. We started coming up and coming up higher and higher. And it was simple willingness and obedience. It wasn't complicated. It was very say yes to this, do this, don't do that. It wasn't complicated at all. And for you and I to have a successful life, you want to have a successful marriage, you want to have a successful home, what does success look like? You enjoy each other. You, you like to be in the house. You, you still spend time together. You know? you know, your kids, even in adolescent years, they don't have to hate you. They don't have to, you know, want to uh, dis disclude you from everything and keep you out. No, you can actually still have lasting times and wonderful fellowship, even in those adolescent teenage years where the world says they have to rebel. You can still enjoy fellowship. That is success in this life. And it is simple how we'll find it. We will be led by the Spirit of God. That's what we're told. Be simple concerning evil. You could say be simple concerning not being led of God. Because any evil way, God's not in it. That meant we left the path to go the wrong way. And if we'd be simple, we won't leave the path. We won't get off. It won't be because we were so smart. It won't be because we did everything right. It will be because we were simply led of God. Hallelujah. So go with me now. If you will, let's go to Matthew, the seventh chapter, and we'll continue to build on this. Matthew 7, we're going to look at verses 13 and 14. We are commissioned to be the few that go a certain way. And let's read it together because I, I believe... These words of Jesus will, will make it more profound. And it says here in the 13th verse, Enter in. Enter you in at the straight gate. Now this is also known as, uh, and you'll see it later, it calls it the narrow gate. And he continues, this again is Jesus speaking. He says, For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leads to life, and few there be that find it. The life way is the way in which we are led by God. And here, few are going to find this. In comparison with the billions and plus on the planet, few in comparison are going to be led of God. And... Yet you and I can make the, the conscious choice today to enter in. But enter in where? At the straight gate. 
enter in at the narrow way. When I think about narrow and wide, what comes to mind a lot of times is the highways that we have in, in this earth. And you'll find highways that are five lanes. You can, you know, depending on what nation you're in, you can go, uh, you, some European nations, you can go over 100 miles an hour. I know here in the States, a lot of times, you know, you have a 70 mile per hour limit. and Well, you have room to move. You have room to go from this lane to that lane. And if you need to get ahead and get off in an exit over here, you have options. You have more options. You can do more of what you want to do. Now, if it's one lane for all those cars, how many options do you have? You have one, which means it's what? It's, it's tighter. It means that it'll seem like there's less opportunities. There's less you see, people think if they really go after God's way, now I'm going to tell on the enemy for a second here because this is a lie that he has brought across and will continue to bring across to every single person in this earth. And that is if you and I really go after God's things, our life is going to be boring, not entertaining, not enjoyable, not satisfying. This is a huge lie of the enemy. What he's trying to tell you is that if you go the narrow way, you're missing out on a whole lot. All those other things that they get to do, they get to think about it, they get to talk about it, they get to go enjoy it, and you don't. You got to go the narrow way. And what's he trying to tell us? Boring. You won't like it. It won't be fun. There's, the scriptures tell us that there's pleasure in sin for a season. If we go that evil way, we'll enjoy it for a moment. But there's going to be something else. You will have to pay later. And we'd much rather pay now and not have to pay later. Not have to go that way. And you ask someone who has really enjoyed the pleasure of sin for a season, but continued that thing out, did it for 40 years. See how much they're enjoying it then. See how much pleasure they're having then. You got some, they can't even get a buzz off of that beer they've been drinking for 40 plus years. They're not enjoying it anymore. They're not even, it's not satisfying them. And to think that if you go that one way, you know, because Jesus, he's not very inclusive. You know, he's the way, the truth, the life, only one way, that narrow minded way. Yeah. And that narrowness is what's going to save you and I from a whole lot of trouble in this earth. A whole lot of problems you and I won't even have to even consider because we're in the narrow way. And thank you, Father. This is what people don't like about the narrow way is that if I only have one choice, one option, then I don't have much room to express myself. You know, 
I don't get to choose. I don't get to say what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. And I don't get to express myself the way I want to. And this is what people have rebelled against. In fact, they, you know, they, people have ran with it and identified themselves in this rebellious tone. This is who I am. This is, and then carry it out. This is who God has made me to be. It's not as simple as this. It's a lot more complicated than that. God made me this way. No, no, he has not changed. He does not make things in a way that is not good. And he's not the author of confusion. He knew what gender we were when he made us. He, I know this is something that people won't like. I'm not hateful at all. I am going after the heart of my father who is love himself. And he's not confused. When he makes something, he makes it good right from the start. Now, there are things that can distort and pervert even while children are in the womb. That wasn't God. And so when they come out and they're, they have the thoughts of confusion because they feel like this when their gender shows this. And well, what were their parents watching? What were their parents listening to? These things are spiritual and people haven't realized it. And it can affect a child in the womb. Just like Jesus um, was in the womb of his mother. And <laughs> hallelujah. And then John in the womb leaped inside her. You remember that? Babies in the womb can experience things. And there could be spiritual influences right there in the time period where they are growing inside that womb. So this is the simple way. Many don't like the simple way because it's not like where everybody else is going. I'm going to stand out if I go that way. Um, thank you, sir. Let's go ahead and shift gears a little bit. And let's look at... where You want us to go there, Father? Go to James 1. How are we on timing? So thankful we got more than enough time to get out what we need to in this time. That's what I thought. Thank you, Lord. Um, James 1. And we're going to look at verses. Let's go verses 5 through 8. One of the things that complicates the plan of God. Because God's going to show us the way. The purpose and plan and uh, the enemy is going to try and complicate that. What's he going to complicate it with? Other ideas. We saw this in what he did to Adam and Eve. We saw this in how he came after Jesus. You can see that um, in the Gospels. And we looked at that as well. But you find that he'll come to complicate. And he'll come to do that by giving us other options. You know, one of the things he said to Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, he said, has God said? So he would question what God said. And then he would bring the thought that you won't die. You won't really die. And so what was a simple, yes sir, principle, he makes it out that it's not that simple. It's more complicated than that. 
and he did it to Jesus as well. He was trying to give Jesus the way out, the way to not have to give and offer himself to receive the kingdoms of the earth. He said, no, I can show you another way. It's, it's more complicated than that. Let me show you how you can bypass that way. There's a little clause here that you can go. And Jesus said, no, get behind me, Satan. He said, I, I will not serve you. I won't bow to you. The Lord only will I worship. No, get behind me. And um, here in James 1, 5 through 8, we see, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all liberally and upbraids not. That means he doesn't, he doesn't shame you when he comes to bring it. And he continues and says, Thank you, Father, for helping me get it. And it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing what? Wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. This is what complications do. They take that one way that God shows and they say, No, nah, but have you considered this option? Have you considered that? And try and pull us, pressure us to not just consider the one thing, but to consider all the options. This is not wisdom. <laughs> I'll say that again. Considering all the options is not wisdom. It's not. Wisdom is hearing from God and finding the way where you can consider that way. And when you and I will simply consider the one way and stay in that narrow way, the simple way, we'll find what these scriptures say, we'll find that we will not be unstable. We'll be stable. We'll be consistent. And we'll receive from the Lord. If we refuse, and I know we're, we're coming to close, we'll, we'll pick up here from this point in our next week, but let's, let's carry this out for a moment. If we refuse to only think and consider and be willing to do that one thing God tells us, then what we are opening ourselves to is instability. We're opening ourselves up to a rocky road. And yes, there may be a lot more things that you can think about and you can talk about and you can do. You can go any lane you want. Go as fast as you want. But there's going to be a price because you are not stable anymore. And you have put yourself in a place, and I'm, I put this on myself. If I do this, we put ourselves in a place where God cannot get it to us. We're on the wrong path. We cannot pick up God's things and we can't pick up His purpose on the wide way. No, it's in the narrow way. It's in the simple way that we'll be led of God and we'll receive all that's His. That's our time. We will pick up from here next time. We love you, friends. Look forward to seeing you soon. Bless you.